Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. My name is Paula Chine, a.k.a. The Big P. It is time for Directions. Now, as the name of the show does say, it is that show where we hopefully point you in the right direction and how do we possibly do this. Now, we offer the much-needed tips and knowledge and ideas that we can offer that we know and we come across, you know, via different means in a bid to help you learn how you can go on to become the best version of yourself. I always tell people everyone else is taken, so you should strive hard to just be the best version of you, but don't try to be anyone else. Now, today there is something, and this is for the bosses, people who are in charge. You don't even have to be a boss, but if you are someone who presides over the activities of others, you are some type of leader. However, this mostly, you know, is, you know, inclined to it's a corporate world or organization or structure. But if you are in charge of certain persons, individual, you're a manager, you're a leader of some sort, this is for you. Today, we're going to be talking about the principles of management, you know, and some people would say, oh, you know what, when it comes to managing, I naturally have it in me. And I've met people who feel like they were born with it. They can easily call others to, you know, to do certain things and organize. But to be honest, even if you have the ability to tell people what to do, do you have the ability to get them to achieve the needed, the collective objective? You know, I'm going to be breaking that down. Now, when it comes to principles of management, what is principles of management? These are basic activities that can help you to plan, organize, and control operations related to material, people, machines, methods, money, and markets. Now, it also provides leadership to human efforts so that they achieve set goals and objectives efficiently. So it is very important that you know a lot about principle of management. And when it comes to principle of management, we can't, you know, talk about it without talking about the the brain behind it. Now, there is a man credited with, you know, having come up with modern management theory and principles of management stems from the modern management theory. There was a French mining engineer known, known as Henry Fayol, and he's renowned to be the father of modern management theory. And that in itself, when it comes to the modern theory of management, it actually claims that employees are motivated by different factors. Now, you have to gain understanding as regards these factors that serve as motivational factors. And of course, you can do this without, you know, getting to have objective analysis and understanding of how things work. All right. So uh, managers are told to use these objective analysis to quantify employee motivation and to help measure their performance. You know how they say if people feel good, they will do good. If you hurt people, they will. You know what you put in basically is what you get out. If you're motivating your employees, you're kind to them, you're setting a good example. Trust me, they would only want to do good. But if you're not, if you're... um Excuse me, if you're a very dictatorial leader, you don't listen, you're just 
fixed in your ways. You don't motivate your, your workers. You don't try to understand things or even give them a, a means by which they can express themselves. Now, it can be in a form of a meeting, an email or retreat. But if you're not hearing their side of the story, there's going to be problems because everyone would just be there to earn a living, which sadly is the case in a lot of places now. Now, when it comes to the 14 principles of management, let's take a look at an organization from a top to bottom approach. And I'm not saying it that political statement, top to bottom. I'm talking about in a corporate structure. Now, let's see how managers can get the best from employees and run businesses with now, number one is the division of work. Now, when it comes to principle of management, the first principle, you know, is that if an employee is given a specific task to do, they will become more efficient and skilled at it, as opposed to making your employees to be, you know, the type to multitask. You should probably focus on a task and give them so not only do they go on to perfect their skill as regards that task, they also become experts. They they better to implement the principle effectively. You have you give and enjoy the lawyer. You, I mean, you have the skill set of each employee and then assign them a task that they can actually work with. This would help them to go on to become more productive, to be skilled at it, and to be efficient in the long run. Of course, if they are all of this, your organization is going to reap the benefits immensely because these responsibilities are going to be taken care of by the employees. And of course, it would increase the profit, the productivity, and the department in general. All right. Now, another principle of management is authority. You know mm -hmm. how... A lot, I, I'm lucky to have a good boss and a beautiful one that mm. I try to creep out. But, yeah, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes when people hear authority, some employees are traumatized by past experiences or some are just rebellious. So they just have this negative energy or they're not willing to, you know, have anything to do with the, with the authority. Some people see the authority as on the other side of the fence as enemies. But in order for a manager to exert the necessary authority, which would ensure that instructions are being carried out by the employee, that particular manager has to come down to the level of the workers. If managers do not have any authority, they will lack the ability to get the work done. So they also have to assume the role. But sometimes, like I said at the start, you make possible or uh, you create certain situations that allow both parties express themselves. Yeah. For example, if you're a manager and you're dealing with a rude worker, employee or someone who's just, you know, very lazy, like a bicycle, you don't you don't know what to do. So there's that part of you that you don't want someone to lose their job. But there's a part of you that, you know, show goes on and we have to put out Absolutely. the best thing. What do you do? First off, as a last resort, you could fire them. But before then, speak with them. You can even send an email. You can have meetings. Some people would even say, you know what, for all employees to be in, you know, employees and employer to be in a situation whereby everyone is at ease. Why don't we have a retreat now during this period? You can express yourself. But however, know that as a manager, you have to also show responsibility because there has to be a balance between authority and responsibility as opposed to just delegating everything and giving barking orders. You also mm -hmm. have to set a good example that way. Even if you're not there and you delegate things, they're going to see you as, oh, this is a manager who has walked or, yeah, walked the talk, not just talking the talk, yeah. all right? And just to, to, to add to that, especially if you are a an employer or you're a CEO mm -hmm. or your managing director, 
in terms of authority when you give someone a responsibility it should come with authority as well mm -hmm. because there are people who you give certain responsibilities to but they may not have authorities to make specific decisions mm -hmm. just imagine how frustrating it is if you are a an event planner or you put someone in charge of managing the decor department of planning an event this mm -hmm. is just a random example but then this person doesn't have any authority to make some design design decisions or even contact the vendors directly or telling the person come to me and let me be the one to contact the the vendors the whole process is very cumbersome and it's very frustrating mm -hmm. you want someone to do something let it come with a certain level of authority as of well course. and i feel like that even gives the person a boost to embody that position to carry out the tasks and carry out the duties as best as best as they can because i know human nature to be honest if you don't exert that authority and your manager your leader guess what people are going to trample on you people would not take you seriously even the day you decide to exert that form of authority guess what they're going to say ah this manager is now wicked this person has changed but the whole time Perhaps the manager in there be to just be, you know, very plain and calm and on the level of everyone else. Guess what? They may have overlooked the part where they had to embody their role, where they had to exert authority and get things done that way. All right. Now let's talk about discipline. Can mm. we ever talk about a successful initiative, venture or action without discipline to it? I don't think so. Now, in the case of an organization that seeks to run effectively and smoothly, discipline is a pillar. It is a must. There is no, this is a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have discipline at every level, the management level, the employee level, everything. And there has to also be discipline so as to build a culture of mutual respect where everyone knows we're keeping, uh, we're keeping to the organization's rules, the philosophies, mm -hmm. the code of conduct, the ethics, the structures in place. Yeah. That and you must be very strict mm. at this. And the reason True. why is... There are some organizations that have failed, not necessarily because of the quality of, in terms of the um, abilities of the employees, but because of the lack of culture within mm. the the uh, the working environment, or the lack of a discipline culture, the lack of uh, uh, your best foot forward culture that should have been put in place, encouraged, built, maintained over the years and there are people or the organizations that unfortunately have gotten into a laser fair type of mm. you know doing things people come you know they put their feet on the table and that that is symbolic of some people come they're not doing anything right just and it's, it's been it's now been used gotten used to in the environment where even when other people come they see the, the way things run and they they start acting accordingly because i mean the people that have been here before everyone me, else look is at what doing they are it. doing mm -hmm. exactly however you as an organization there must be some strict rules mm -hmm. structures mm -hmm. philosophies that you live by you know just even in 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 our organization as well we have our um, our vision, we have our mission, we mm -hmm. have our purpose. This should lead us as an organization. We have our employee handbook. That employee handbook is states specifically what the rules and regulations are. You know, from your promptness to coming to work, from your consistency to coming to work, to the respect, the discipline, your the respect for the infrastructure as well. It cuts across everything so that you are very aware. Now, it doesn't stop at that. 
You know, that's something that we also take a look at in the Nigerian context of governance as well. We have these existing rules and the regulations, but how enforced are they? Exactly. It's not just that they exist. If they're being enforced, they must be adhered to. This is the same in organizations. The fact that you have an employee rule book does not necessarily mean that people are going to adhere to it. But if they see that the rules are being enforced, they dare not st stand, stand against it because they know. They know it comes with consequences. If I do this, it comes with consequences. Interestingly, I was having a conversation with someone, a friend yesterday, and when he said, oh, that the organization that he was at before, if you do, there's something in particular, if you do it, they deduct from your salary. It's a given. It's a non-negotiable. So you know that you mustn't do Automatically. it. Automatically. In fact, you're putting your best foot forward to ensure that you make no mistake in doing it because it's a given that you will be deducted. That's them enforcing the already existing laws, the rules that they have. So in organizations, you as a manager, you as a team lead, you as an HR, you as uh, the owner of an organization must ensure that you've created a structure that your employees live by. There must be rules. There, there must be regulations, principles and philosophies and you need to ensure that you are enforcing it. You know, there, there, there is... Um, there is a place in conditioning in psychology, right, where you have the reward system, the withdrawal system. So with the the reward or the punishment system. So the rewards, and this is how you sort, sort of like, you know, bring up children or raise children. Mm -hmm. But I believe you can apply it to this context okay. where the reward system says for good work exceptional work we're going to reward you because it serves as a source of encouragement for you mm. to do more of that thing that you were doing it also serves as a source of encouragement for your colleagues to know that ah this person was rewarded because of what they did i will start doing that I'll and like i will be consistent well. exactly mm. on the flip side the punishment is eh if we do this we're going to get punished. Maybe punishment might sound like a very strict word or whatever. You could call it anything. Sanctioned Consequences or, yeah. or sanction. Exactly. If I do this, I know because I've seen person A get sanctioned. Matter of fact, I've gotten sanctioned before. I'm not going to do it again. Mm. And when other people come into your organizations who are newbies, they learn from the people that have been there before. Either even through conversations where people are saying, "I ah, don't do that. So have you read your employee? They, ah, this organization is not like that. So you better come early. You. If you don't sign in on time, they will say that you not come early. You know, so things like that. So these, you know, structures of discipline must be erected and they must be maintained within an organization. And it must be very clear. You must be explicit about what are the rules, what are the regulations, what are the do's and the don'ts? If you just like the next number, unity of command, yeah. that's very important. Now, Absolutely. this principle, as Ify just clarified, it states that there should be a clear chain of command in every organization. Mm. The employees have to know exactly, just like if you said, having a uh, you know a handbook for employees, the rules and the regulations. Now they have to know whose instructions to follow, according to the father of you know modern management theory. Henry for y'all, he says every employee should receive orders only from whoever is in charge of that task. For now, if I'm doing something about Lagos Talks, I know I'm not going to report to any other line head. The first person I should talk to is Ify, the programs director. Then she might say, okay, you know what, go on to speak with um, HR, go on to speak with the GM, the MD. But first off, you have to answer to or you have to seek the permission, you know, or the opinion of the person who you are directly under. If an employee works under two or more managers, then authority, discipline, and stability 
has to be the case. But first up, make sure that there is the answering and the seeking out of whoever is in charge. And the good thing about having multiple managers, they're not for the same department or the same place, the same uh, area in a, in a structure and an organization. So you have to always go to your line head, the person you answer to first before any other person. Mm. Now, let's also talk about unity of direction. Now, this actually states that the work to be done should be organized in a way that employees would work in harmony towards the same objective. Now, this regards making use of one plan under the direction of one manager. For example, if we have a task, I'm to be on air and maybe Michael is to tweet, we're going to be working hand in hand to make sure that we're achieving the objective with the manager. If he's saying like, okay, now I want the station to be known for putting out firsthand facts. I'm going to I'm going to be speaking on air about these firsthand facts. Michael is going to be updating our social media pages for those who might want to catch up there or those who are online. Mm -hmm. But one thing is we're working in harmony Absolutely. to achieve that goal. It's very important so that you have that unison, that symbiotic relationship within exactly. the system. And that's why things like team bonding retreats mm -hmm. are very important so that everybody understands that we are all on the same team. We're not working against each other. It's not a competition, although it is a competitive environment, which means that we're all being encouraged to put our best work out because best work in itself, results speak for themselves. And of not course. only that, best work is rewarded, mm -hmm. right? And it's expected. So you must be understanding amongst each other there must be a form of unity and there just must be symbiosis in in the entire system i feel like you bet you get the best out of, out it. of it yeah mm -hmm. thank you that's coming from the boss all right mm. so let's talk about collective interest over individual interest if you have you unfortunately worked with persons who were acting in their interest against the organization's interest Oh, you find that everywhere. You even find it in Nigeria's way of governance, unfortunately. You know, we talk about off your mic. We talk about national interest versus individualistic mm -hmm. interest. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so you see, there's a fine line between that collective interest and individual interest because, and I feel like I will make reference to what I said to, to, um, just previously, where I said we're not in competition, although it is a competitive environment. Well, yeah. That's the thin line. Yes, we are all together to achieve a common goal. However, we are also seeking an upgrade, a promotion, a raise. A and climb chances up the are ladder. that, yes, and chances are that in your organization, that particular one position must be occupied by just one person. Right? So everyone is looking for that managerial role. And you know that that role is going to be vacant. Or you know that every every three years, you know, the management does like a review. Whereas they, where they, um, they, they increase your salary or they give you a promotion. So it's at the back of everybody's mind. So that's where the competition, you know, kicks in. However, as a leader, you should be able to marry that to get people to understand Yes, we are all seeking better. Yes, we are all seeking to move forward. But we need to understand that in order of priority, our number one is to make sure that the organization's common goal or collective goal is being achieved. Mm. Your contribution will lead to the achievement of that organization's goal. And the thing is that when you keep on looking at individual, 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 here's what happens. If you take a look at it on the court, if you, if you make reference to football, 
You know, it's mm. an 11 man team. You see how wide that field is. Just imagine one man trying to dribble, dribble, dribble. Yeah, so you might you might get some instances where you were able to move through and then move from one end of the, the pitch. Um, pitch to the other end and then score a goal. But that's not something that you can do consistently. It's rare. It's very Absolutely. Rare. Because achieving that type of feat necessitates teamwork. True. It is teamwork. And that's the reason why in football, which I love, is they not they, they not only record the number of goals, but they record the assists. Mm. Right? So it's like this assisted this. So it, you, it, even in the in the charts, you can see it. You can see that this person may not be a goal scorer, but it's, it's a, a fantastic assist. Exactly. And so that's how it is in an organization. So if you're constantly thinking of I, 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 you will do it to the detriment of your team. You see that goal, that organizational goal, mm-hmm. which is really what is going to make your boss happy to believe that your department is working. You probably will not achieve it. You, on one hand, may have achieved your own part of it by focusing on how well you want to do your job and how well you want to do it in competition with your your neighbor or in competition with your team member where you're not working hand in hand in with them where you're not even sharing certain things with them because you want to be seen as the one to have done it done to it get done all it. the glory the truth is that you probably may do that part of it but guess what that part compared to the whole is nothing because if your boss says okay the uh, the target for the month even if you did not achieve it. Your department did not achieve the target for the month. You you won't come out and come and start telling your boss, no, oh, but own. I did my own part. They'll look at you like, what does that even mean? You know, has that made us profits? You did your own part. Has that profited us in any way? So just imagine, because of that individualistic perspective or mindset, you did it at the detriment of the overarching goal, which is a disservice to you. Because on the portfolio, your department did not deliver. So I you cannot come out and say, oh, Although my, my department fault. did not deliver, I shall did my own part too. It's so, all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Someone here says something. Hello, Ify. If the line head or reporting manager is emotional in the way he or she handles his or her subordinate in the line of work in identifying performance, what should the subordinate do, especially if the line head's decision is not favorable to him or her? It'd be nice to know what, what when you say emotional, in what context? Maybe biased. Everyone is biased. Mm, but you see, you see, everyone is biased. See, in an organization, remember that we're not robots. Mm, so no matter mean. how logical somebody is, there's an ounce of emotion that you might be able to find here or there. No matter how logical and strict people are, people still probably have favorites, right? So I would like for you to, you know, break it down a step further. You know, emotional in what way? What exactly did your your manager say or your manager do? What decision did your manager make? You know, because it's different if you are, if there are clear set of rules and you went against the rules and you are hoping that the manager will probably look the other way or you're hoping that the manager will be probably lenient and the manager does not want to be lenient because you think that the manager is a quote-unquote wicked manager or maybe you had an issue with the manager in the past. Is that what you mean by being emotional? Is the manager being emotional in, 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 in the terms of, oh, they don't want to be lenient because you know that manager doesn't already like you? 
Is that being emotional? That's not being emotional. The truth is, yes, on one hand, the manager may not like you, but did you or did you did you or did you not go against the rules? Did you have, so I want to know exactly. Something? So I want to know what exactly, in what context and under what circumstances was the manager being emotional? And I feel like that would give us more clarity. All right. Um, here we have another principle. Let's take a look at this one quickly. Um, I think we should end with this. Okay. All right. Now, centralization. When you hear centralization in a corporate organization, it is most likely to do with the concentration of power in the hands of the author of the authority within that structure and following a top to bottom approach to management. Now, when it comes to decentralization, this authority is distributed to all levels of management and in a modern context, no organization can be completely centralized or decentralized. Now, Complete centralization means that people who are at the bottom have no authority over their responsibilities whatsoever. What people might call, you know, hard labor or just uh, for lack of a better word, let me say some type of corporate slavery. Mm. Now, similarly, when it comes to complete decentralization, it means that there will be no superior authority to control the organization Meaning if someone was to pose as the manager or say, you know what, I'm your line head, you sit down. Someone else who's, you know, under him, who is meant to be supervising might have the audacity to talk back and say, you know what, I'm not going to go ahead with your instructions. Now, in order to achieve a balance, you have to also know that there has to be some form of centralization where there are certain powers that only the authority have control over. And decentralization, a way that, you know, employees, not that they can be rebellious, but they can actually call for maybe a fair here or a meeting just to express themselves. So management, I know that if he's the PD, the program director, if he will determine what comes on air. Now, it is my duty to seek her opinion if I want something to come on air. I'm going to meet with her and say, if he... Uh, for directions, we did this last week. Please, can I take this week? Then it's left for Ify, who has the centralization in that case, to say, okay, you know what, Paula, I give you the, the permission. You can do what you want to do on this show today. So there is a degree to which the balance is achieved and it will differ from organization to organization. But you in your own organization, make sure that you're not uh, you're not too centralized or decentralized. Yeah. When you it wanna, comes to, yeah, you want to balance you, you it. You want to balance it and you want to make sure that there is a clear line of authority. Somebody must be responsible. Of Something course. happens. Who are you pointing at? You can't be everybody? lawless. Even God is a God uh, of law. Yeah. He's a God of due he must process. Be, you must know that this is the line head. This mm -hmm. is the lead. This is Everyone knows knows exactly what role that they're playing they know who they are answering to and you as a boss also knows who you're going to hold responsible mm -hmm. you're not just going to come into a room and say who did this no 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 no. it's just like you know when your mom comes in and everyone is just looking and everybody's like no it's not me who is the person <laughs> so who is responsible so a lot of times you would see that centralization does happen in mostly small and medium-sized firms as well. You see, the clear, you'll be able to even identify who the MD is, who the GM is, who the director, sales director is, who the finance director is. You know, there's specific roles and you know who, what they, what they head, what they man, and you know who's responsible for what. And you can delegate certain responsibilities Within them. them. So, so mm -hmm. within each department now where you have like the sales director, 
she can delegate to okay these are the people that would do this or this is the person that's going to take this position and as the general manager as well you could delegate so yeah i, I believe that these have been very helpful tips well thanks so much for sharing thank you um, those tips. it's the three minutes past 1 p.m that's all we have for you on directions for today thank you so much don't forget to follow lagos strokes across all social media platforms at lagos talks 913 follow share your handles all right my handle at the big p my uh for instagram sorry guys <laughs> my brain i'm looking forward to the dish i want to start talking do you know what the dish is all right guys but oh, you can check out paula chine on instagram p-a-u-l-a-c-h-i-n-e you can reach out to me on instagram and on twitter at ify underscore i <laughs> Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.